On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we're covering our first news episode. That's right, every week we're covering news, and today we're going to be covering March 31st to April 6th, right after these ads we have no control over. Sing along if you know the words. (laughs) One, two, three, it's time for Animation Deliberation, a conversation and a celebration. Of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation and cartoon seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhara Lee. And my name is Jay Scotty Sinclair. And we've been talking about it for a while, but we are excited that we are just have so much to talk about that we just have a news episode now. We've <laughs> noticed that we had a lot of people who listen to just our star Wars stuff or just our anime stuff. And we love that you guys, you know, keep up and check in when you can, but this is kind of like an opportunity for us to share all the excitement of all the stuff that's upcoming. So that you guys have a reason to come with us every week. So thank you for joining. Thank you for being a part of the show. We are just happy to have you here and happy to be at this point that we can talk about stuff like this. Yeah, it's an exciting time. Uh, We're celebrating our two year anniversary and, We're able to incorporate a new format, new episodes. So as we have these news episodes every week, it's a good opportunity for you, the listener. If there's news out there, if there are announcements that you're excited about that we're not talking about, please let us know. Andre Sparks, shout out to you. You've always done a great job of letting us know whatever DC animated films are on the horizon. So continue to do that. And we will definitely talk about it here. You can always shoot us an email at animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com. This is where we're going to talk news, where we're going to talk feedback. This is where we do our animate. So if you guys want to send in a one-minute clip of just your reaction to stuff, by all means, your movie reaction, stuff you're watching outside. Like, this is just for, you know, two friends to talk about what's going on because we have busy lives, and sometimes this is the only time we get to catch up, too. So, you know, it's, a, it's just a great opportunity for us to not only keep the, like, sh- episodes shorter and to the point of the topic, but to have like more episodes out so we can hit this content in a more timely manner as well for you guys. So, you know, thank you for being with us for two years for, if this is your first episode, like welcome, we hope you're here for two more years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely been a fun ride that, you know, that just, we just met in a zoom call one night and just had a podcast the next day. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's been a fun adventure that keeps getting better to better. And we have more exciting things to talk about, but uh, let's hit some, news of the week let's you know, do the, it the top thing on our notes is probably the the most that i'm excited for you want to you want to take it away yeah i'm right there with you it's the most that i'm excited about as well we have been anticipating spider-man across the spider-verse the follow-up to the 2008 film spider-man into the spider-verse and we got our second trailer that gave us just more of an in-depth look into what exactly Miles is going to be facing in terms of his trials with his personal life, the expectations of his parents and his school life. But we also got our first really good look at Jason Schwartzman, the spot who looks to be a hilarious multiverse villain. (laughs) And then it also confirmed the speculation that Oscar Isaacs, uh, Miguel O'Hara, AKA Spider-Man 2099 is definitely going to have a much more antagonistic relationship with miles and this trailer definitely delivered on the humor so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to talk about it what were your impressions about this new look uh because you mentioned the humor there was one part where it's like i felt like they showed a little too much of the jokes it's like save a mm-hmm. little bit for the movie like okay. all the stuff that they wanted the fans to see because i think the first movie just had such a strong unexpected impact on marvel fans or just movie mm-hmm. fans in general 
that like we never saw that coming. So it's like there was a lot of anticipation for this film anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anything, it was just kind of like like we're getting a little impatient. Like, when is it coming? We need it now. Yeah. So it was definitely fun. It was definitely exciting. But it's like, you know, in Sony fashion, they showed us more than we needed to. I think there was parts (laughs) where it's kind of like, you know what? I would have liked to see that in there. And it, it goes to show that maybe that there is so much more that I'll regret saying this by June because I'm going to mm. watch the movie and just be like, Oh yeah, there was so much more like you were fine showing that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's literally the only negative thing that I have about it. You know, the animation okay. style, the storytelling, there are some similarities to no way home. And the fact of it's like, you can't do it like this. And he's like, I believe that I can. So mm. like, I see that parallel. Um, but there's the, you know, this isn't the MCU. This is really, these passionate creators trying to do something on their own. They did a fantastic job in the last movie. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping that like the studio didn't get like too in their heads of like what they should and shouldn't do and that they still have that creative freedom. But I'm really excited for what this movie has in store for us because it just looks like it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, as we get to see more and more of like the Spider-Verse and all these different Spider-Men, one of the things that like continues to just like really get my excitement, like ratchet up is the varying art styles that like represent these different multiverses. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really, really anticipating how it's going to like push the envelope and up the ante in terms of like the visual spectacle will be treated to because the first film, like it's kind of funny, like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like uh, Mutant Mayhem trailer, like that whole movie is definitely like, took a page right out of the the book mm-hmm. of into the spider verse with its art style. But I, I still think like this one's just going to like up the ante even more. So um, I, I didn't think that they overdid the humor. I thought it was like a nice balance of humor. What I thought that maybe they gave too much away was the story a little bit. Like maybe they're misleading us. I, I hope that's yeah. the case. It, like point me in the wrong direction. So my expectations will be subverted, but I did kind of find myself. I was like, okay, even with like the earliest trailers, I started to wonder like with the lack of Miles' dad being around, plus knowing what happens in like the PS4 game with Miles' character and his father. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, you know, if he's going to stick around or not, or if he's going to make it through the movie. But I kind of would have preferred not to have such a strong suspicion or inclination to where that's going. But yeah, as the resident uh, Doctor Strange fan as well, I absolutely love the name drop that we got there. And this is not the MCU, but, you know, the Spider-Man MCU movies were very much a co-production between Marvel Studios and Sony. So I would not be surprised at all if Sony's trying to, you know, kind of backdoor um, have these more connected than the the previous film was. So. Yeah, even if it is something like flying through and we get some dialogue from Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire, that would be a lot of fun. Um, But to this day, I would much rather see. Oh, my God, I'm forgetting Peter Parker's name. Tom Holland? The voice actor's name. Oh, oh, uh, Chris Pine? Oh, Peter B. Parker. Yeah, Uh, he has a. Jake Johnson, really basic. Jake Johnson, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see him live action more than I want to see the Spider-Man that we have um, as voice actors. But obviously, one's a lot easier to do. Sure. Uh, excuse me for how long it took me to process that. But yeah, that would that would be a lot of fun because 
it doesn't have like a bigger impact on anything, right? Like mm-hmm. having them in this wouldn't affect the MCU whatsoever, even if it is having Garfield and Maguire because they have nothing to do with the MCU minus, you know, like their small appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- there's just a lot of options out there. It's a lot of fun. But again, like I'm hoping that it's the creators that are getting to enjoy themselves more than the studio, like poking it like you have to do this. Yeah, I- I'm with you there. Like, Sony as a studio has just been so hit or miss. So yeah, obviously Phil Lord and Chris Miller, them kind of shepherding this whole project. I hope that they just get to maintain that level of like autonomy and creative control because Mm -hmm. that's what made the first movie so great. I think that's what's going to like keep this franchise, you know, going full steam. So for sure, I'm I'm on the same page with you there. Uh, In regards to superhero news, um, this isn't animated. But it's something that I'm really excited about. And that's the fact that we got a trailer for DC's Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah. And you guys might be thinking, wow, they're talking about live action stuff. We like loopholes around here. And we're big (laughs) Young Justice fans. So clearly the bar is very high of like what we're expecting from Blue Beetle. Mm. And the way that DC Studios has been lately has it really doesn't hasn't been pushing fans to go to the theaters. And this is one where I saw the trailer and I text you guys instantly holy shit, like, I'm so excited for this. Um, yeah. The story looks great. I'm so excited that George Lopez is in it. The <laughs> armor looks awesome. It's going to take time for me to get used to the AI voice because we had such a different, distinct one in Young Justice. Sure. So there, there's going to be a lot of comparisons because there's so much that I love about Young Justice, but I am actually very much looking forward to watching this movie in the theaters, and they did a really good job with the trailer. Yeah, you don't have to uh, bend my arm too much to get a loophole from me because, yeah, <laughs> as, as much as we are an animation podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Young Justice has been one of our, our mainstays on this show. It was the first show we ever covered, and season two of Young Justice, like Jaime Reyes, his Blue Beetle was such an integral part of that story. Like, of course, we're over the moon excited about Blue Beetle, and it, it looks like they're really going to do the character justice. Um, I did have an opportunity to provide some thoughts on multiverse news, the new show on strand, the stranded Panda network, where we, we talk about, you know, all the movie news, including all the trailers and whatnot, but are they talking about Jamie Reyes? <laughs> good one. Good one. Um, but one of the things that I, I wanted to mention there that I didn't really get a chance to is also like, What's so great about a character like Jaime Reyes, and keep in mind, I am a white cisgendered male talking about this, but I love the representation. I love the inclusion. I love the diversity. The fact that this is like almost entirely a Latino cast, like you mentioned mm-hmm. George Lopez and just seeing his family and like um, Jolo Matueño, who I recognize from Cobra Kai, like I'm just, it, he looks like he's going to be so competent and so much fun and be able to deliver the action, deliver the laughs and really have us rooting for him, which is exactly what you want from the character of Jaime Reyes and Blue Beetle. And I do agree with you. The voice is going to get a little, the AI voice in particular is going to take some getting used to because I'm going to miss that, you know, Jaime Reyes, would you like for me to destroy this target? (laughs) (laughs) Should we exterminate Uh, the pest? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I, you know, I think this is going to be a success story for DC and I really hope that it is, especially with all the shakeups that are happening and James Gunn has been kind of on record, like giving this movie a ringing endorsement. Mm-hmm. So I hope that in conjunction with the fact that it's being released in August and there's not really any competition or anything like that. I really hope that blue beetle gets his day in the sun 
and more people, he becomes a household name because he's just such a great character and he's a legacy character. He's got a steeped lore within the DC universe and it's high time this character, you know, yeah. got the spotlight. So I'm excited. Yeah, we have options for booster gold and oh, yeah. other bugs and expanding, but let's like this has the opportunity. You guys mentioned this on Multiversal News, too, so I don't want to claim this would be my own idea, where it's like this is an isolated story that has the potential to be plugged in if that's where, like, the the cinematic universe building goes, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's starting off with Superman Legacy, but if at any point they put this up and it's like, you know what, we can take the Blue Beetle that we have and throw it in here, it's going to be a great opportunity for them to be able to do that. So I just, I pray that it succeeds and I pray that it matches the excitement that I've had from this trailer. Definitely. So wrapping up superhero news with something else that you guys discussed on Multiversal News is Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. And what's the tie in with that, you ask? I love Marvel's Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, it yeah. was my exposure to the Kree. It was my exposure to Skrulls. And while I, I, I is this movie is or this show is my background to Marvel characters. Like when I first heard that Black Panther was being made, I was like, I love Black Panther and Earth's Mightiest Heroes. This yeah. is the bar. When I heard Captain Marvel was coming, this is the bar. This show yeah. is so incredible. It holds the bar for what MCU does. And the MCU mm-hmm. hasn't always exceeded this bar. Sometimes it hasn't even met it. Sure. So that shows to how much I love Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah. And while I understand that Secret Invasion is not going to be like the comics, it's not going to be like Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's going to be its own thing. I love that yeah. MCU does make its own thing. There is still going to be the bar of the story and how Nick Fury responds to things and how they treat the scrolls and how big this war between them and the Kree or the war with themselves. Like there's a mm-hmm. there's a lot there. There's a lot to be excited about with this. Oh yeah. I'm going to take a few seconds to do a little nitpick and then I'm going to use the rest of my time as a soapbox just to sing the praises of Earth's Mightiest Heroes kind of like you did. But (laughs) these Marvel shows, they keep doing this thing where like the first promotional artwork we get for the title, I really dig. And it's like an ode to the comics. And then they change it to something more generic. Like I'm not Mm. a big fan of the title card we've been getting for Secret Invasion, especially compared to like that one that was super cool where it was just like secret. And then the invasion font was kind of like green and dripping down Mm. like scroll skin. Like you should have stuck with that. That looked awesome. And I think the same thing about She-Hulk. Like they had this really awesome She-Hulk like title card that was like, you know, looked like the standard Hulk name, but then they did She and like the neon highlighter kind of like pink and then they changed it to something more that looked like something like nip tuck but anyway without all uh, all that out of the way i will concur uh earth's mightiest heroes it's it takes the classic stories from the comics and the the avengers and recontextualizes it for modern modern audience but also just pays so much homage to the comics and it is like I have not seen a Marvel cartoon that has uh, superseded it so far. And Mm -hmm. it's got two seasons. I wish it would have got more, but those two seasons are perfect. And I actually like a month ago or so, I started a rewatch. I didn't get all the way through, but I just got reminded of how like awesome that theme song is. Always we will fight as one until the battle's won. So good. Yeah. It's just such a great show. And like to see the way it has influenced the MCU um, yeah, I, I hope, you know, like you said, this series is obviously doing its own thing, but if it can take a page out of the way 
Earth's Mightiest Heroes adapted Secret Invasion, it would be doing itself a service, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But that being said, I'm going in with an open mind. Oh, sure. And uh, I'm excited for what they present us. Yeah, Marvel... Marvel MCU specifically is just kind of at this point where it's like it's doing a little bit of a soft reset mm-hmm. where we're focusing on individual characters. You guys talked about a multiversal news, uh, how we haven't had a boots on the ground type story in a while, which is something that I'm very excited for. Like right. the magic stuff and the galaxy stuff is cool, but it's like that's what made Winter Soldier so good was that it just felt so raw and genuine. That's a little of what I liked about most of Shang-Chi, even though it had like the magical influence into it. So definitely excited for the show. Um, cause who doesn't get excited for MCU stuff, but yeah, the, the bar is there and yeah, we'll see if they meet or exceed it at all. <laughs> so I think that's it for superhero news. I believe so. Before we get into anime news, I want to talk about something that really threw me off yesterday when we went to go see super Mario brothers. Mm-hmm. And that was the trolls trailer. Um, yes. from my understanding, there's been multiple of these movies. I've had no interest in watching them. But mm-hmm. oh my god, did this trailer, just because of all the puns and references that they had to like real world stuff, I was dying. I was like, I am actually intrigued with this. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters, but yeah. I am intrigued with it. Yeah, I didn't even know this thing was coming until I sat down in the theater to watch the Super Mario Brothers, the new Super Mario Brothers movie, which we uh, just did an episode of our reaction to. But yeah, I, I believe it's the third movie in the franchise. There was Trolls and then Trolls World Tour. And they have both been like musical movies. But this one um, definitely sparked my interest a little bit more than the other ones because it really leans into like the boy bands of like the late 90s, like early 2000s. Like they make call outs directly to like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC <laughs> and 98 Degrees, Our all of that stuff. band just wasn't NSYNC. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually reminds me a little bit of... Um, Pixar's turning red and one of my favorite parts of that movie was the fact that they had like a whole boy band that the girls the main characters were like crazed about in that movie so it's just kind of like I guess we're like you know 20 years removed from like when boy bands were kind of at their height in terms of that like now k-pop is kind of like taking yeah about to say Korea took over that that market yeah But in in terms of like, yeah, the culture here in America, we're kind of like 20 years removed and kind of can like look back on these things. And it's kind of like for people my age and your age, it's kind of like the perfect time to just have that nostalgia, but also like be very tongue in cheek about it. Yeah. On the flip end of like, you know, the people our age that do have kids and stuff that are taking it because it's an animated movie are just going to get a hit out of like all the references that are being made to it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So yeah, this drops in theaters November 17th, 2023. And again, like I don't know if I'll watch this in theaters, but that trailer did captivate me a little. Yeah, it's it won't be an opening night one for me. Uh it'll be kind of dependent on word of mouth. And if you know the word of mouth is strong enough, I'll definitely check out those first two movies. So maybe we'll do a little run on here if it warrants it, and uh maybe mm-hmm. we can have somebody out there that's a trolls subject matter expert join us because sure. I certainly remember my sister playing with like the dolls when I was growing up and whatnot, but uh, I'm no trolls expert. <laughs> yeah. If I were to talk, if I were to pick between that and Barbie, it would probably be that because of how invested my sister was into Barbies back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Barbie is not animated, but that's another trailer that uh, just was hysterical. <laughs> Both trailers have been hysterical. I, I love the first teaser trailer and all its um, 
allusions to 2001 a space odyssey like i really am excited to see what greta gerwig does does with that film yeah that's that looks incredibly entertaining like i did (laughs) not think i would actually want to watch that as badly as i do nobody's gonna have a beach off okay (laughs) that's what it was i was trying to think of the exact dialogue i didn't want to butcher it (laughs) i beat you off (laughs) did you bring your rollerblades i literally never leave anywhere without them (laughs) that movie looks incredible that dialogue is amazing Uh, all right some quick uh anime news yeah so First one that I want to hit is that the movie Suzume hits theaters on April 14th, which is right around the corner. I need to watch the two other movies that were recommended to me by that same director um, because apparently it was just really good. So my Friday night is going to be having my lights turned on, you know, having some good snacks and just I've been out too much. So I'm very excited to watch these two movies that just kind of prep me for like what to expect out of this one. Like I said, when I saw the trailer, the music stopped and started and whatever conversation that I had, like I was just out of it and just fully immersed into it. I was I didn't even know what the story was about, but there's something about the animation style and the music that just totally captivated me. I'm very intrigued by this and I'm very excited to go to the theaters once more in about a week to see this. Yeah, I, I can't remember both movies that uh, were the previous efforts of this director, but I do remember your name uh, being one of the more recent ones that was just like a celebrated, celebrated film when it came out. And I remember a lot mm-hmm. of people talking about it and, and being interested in it, at least um, the amount of attention that it was getting. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. It looks like it's going to be beautiful and emotional and just uh, put together with a lot of care I was surprised, actually. I'm just kind of now remembering that when I went to go see John Wick Chapter 4, they actually played the trailer in front of John Wick Chapter 4, which I thought was... Really? Uh, yeah, interesting marketing choice. But uh, yeah, I was I was happy to see it again in all its mm. glory on the big screen. And I look forward to seeing the feature-length film uh, sometime in the neighborhood of April 14th, which is about a week away. Yep. Uh, Makoto Shinkai is the name of the director. You already mentioned your name, which came out in 2016 and weathering mm-hmm. with you was with the 2019 uh, release. That's the other one. Weathering with you. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of other movies, but those were the two that I was specifically told to watch before seeing this. So that's going to be my weekend of relaxation. Woo-hoo. You might shed a few tears from the impression that I'm getting in terms of the tone. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's all worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. And even though we talked about it when it hit theaters about this time last month, Demon Slayer, the Sorcerer's Village arc, is coming out this weekend. Sunday? April 9th? April 9th. Yes. So the part that we saw in theaters, the hour special, is going to be there. We're not going to say too much on the show because some of you may not have had the opportunity to watch it yet. But we're excited to watch it again because we most certainly will do so. And... Yeah, we're excited to have Demon Slayer every week to talk about. Yeah, I'm not sure there's much more that I can add to that. I'm definitely excited about it as well. Now that we have the soundboard, I do kind of really want to incorporate that um, vocalization that they do before the title card on Demon Slayer episodes where it's like, boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to figure that out. I want that and a yay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into some, some information. Um, yeah. Actually, you know what? This is a great transition before we get to our last piece of news. Um, sure. 
So we are fully connected with this podcasting service called Zencaster now. I've been using it since my first show, Fandom Chit Chat. So this is the third show that I'm using it full time for. And they have all the services that we need. And because of them, as soon as we hopped over, we got our first ad, which is a great time because we are celebrating our two-year anniversary. It's been a wonderful time. And we're excited to talk about this product called BlendJet. Woohoo! So they were kind enough to send us one to try out. And I got to say, I've been seeing this product for a long time. And the fact that I actually have it in my hands now, it's actually really cool. So it's a small portable blender that you can just take around wherever. It's really quiet. It's waterproof. It charges with USB-C. And it's just nice, like, for me personally. So as you guys know, I had shoulder surgery and I've been in brutal physical therapy because I'm trying to get back into martial arts and working out and playing football and stuff like that. So when my tired ass comes home, it's really nice to just be able to pull this out literally wherever I am in the kitchen, throw in the water, ice and powder and just hit the on button. It's good to go. Don't have to worry about my tired arm bringing out the actual blender and finding a place to plug it in or looking like a derp with the blender bottles when I'm so sore that I physically can't like hold my phone and I'm trying to shake this thing to mix up the protein. Um, Mm. So we've had it for a few days now. It's been a lot of fun to use. How do you like yours? Yeah, I'm no spring chicken anymore. I'm 33 years old. (laughs) So I've been trying to, you know, eat a little bit better, go to the gym a little bit more often. And the blend jet is, you know, perfect for both of those things. I'm still in a living situation where I have roommates. So getting up early to hit the gym, the fact that the blend jet is so quiet is definitely an advantage. And then I can just blend my protein powder right there. It's powerful enough. So no protein powder gets stuck to the side. And then I can just take it with me to the gym. I don't have to transfer to another bottle. It's so easy. It's right there. And I'm on, on my way. So, yeah, I got mine in slate green. There's a bunch of different color options, a, different, a bunch of different patterns. As animation fans, you can celebrate some of your favorites. Like, you know, they have a whole Toy Story series with the, the Martian aliens as well as Buzz Lightyear, Woody. But I went for a more subtle approach. I selected the slate and it's one of slates, one of my favorite colors. It's kind of boring, but it's very subtle and sophisticated. So definitely enjoying mine. Yeah, the slate was definitely one of the ones that I requested if the ones that I wanted weren't available. But I got <laughs> the Buzz Lightyear one because yeah. that's you know, just one of my all time favorite Pixar movies and it's the animation podcast. So I was like, yes, of course, give that to me. Um, yeah. I actually did film a unboxing video. So once I have that ready, it'll be up on the socials with our stuff. So please check Woo-hoo. that out. Do it. Uh, we're really excited to have this. The blend jet too is portable. So you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through the tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. So you've heard our ringing endorsement. What are you waiting for? Go to Blendjet.com and grab yours today and be sure to use the promo code Stay Whelm 12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes closer to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the code StayWhelm12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. 
thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you guys for getting us this far. We're super excited to just be able to talk about stuff like this. It's super yeah. exciting. Yeah. So our last bit of anime news, the Dragon Ball Z creator Akira Toriyama Sandland adaptation has a new trailer which reveals the cast of staff. It premieres August 18th. The whole trailer is in Japanese, so we did have to look up an article to find out what it's actually talking about. <laughs> this is based off a manga series that he had in 2000, and mm-hmm. it definitely looks intriguing. The character design is fascinating. It is, the animation style, because of the same studio that does Dragon Ball Super, um, mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of the new like 3D type that they have been dabbling with a lot. Yeah. So I, I am intrigued because Dragon Ball Z is just like the international staple of anime. Um, so right. it was it was cool to see like what else Akira Toriyama has been working on. Yeah, I think, you know, with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z being such an influence on pop culture at large, but especially us as animation fans for so many years, the fact that this adaptation comes from his work that's kind of what intrigued me. And it, it is a really interesting um, animation style. It's clearly his line work and his character design, but it's done in this kind of like three-dimensional cel-shaded way, which I find very striking and very interesting. And I'll be honest, like this is, the Sandland is not a property that I know a lot about, but I was immediately kind of drawn to the 60-second trailer in terms of the character design. The main character, um, we did get a, a cast list and a staff lists that were announced alongside the trailer. So um, I assume that this main character that's got kind of like a pink hue and some spiky hair and goggles and is like traversing a, a desert, what looks to be a post-apocalyptic landscape. Uh, I assume he is Beelzebub. And uh, we've got Beelzebub being voiced by Mutsumi Tamura, Rao being voiced by Kazuhiro Yamaji, Thief voiced by Cho, General Are voiced by Kitoshi Suruka, General Zay, voiced by Nobuo Tobita. And the animation is being handled by Sunrise, Kamikaze Doga, and Anima. So definitely a powerhouse in terms of the talent and production involved on this one. Yeah. um, Nothing but intrigue out of there. Yeah. So that's it for the news that we have. We hope that you guys like this format. And this is something that you guys want us to do more often because we're going to do it regardless. Uh, So (laughs) if you guys have any reactions to any of these trailers, uh, send us a quick one minute voice memo up to one minute. You you can take 10 seconds if you want up to one minute voice memo at animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com or just send us an email slide in our DMS, you know, whatever your preference is. We just want your reactions. We want to hear from you. If you've watched any animated movies or animated series that you just have reactions to, or, you know, um want us to watch then please send that in because this is going to be our weekly hub to do it all yeah listeners of this show have made recommendations that have influenced my watching habits like Mm -hmm. jonathan kim suggesting ranking of kings i watched that and like absolutely love that series had some characters that i fell in love with and uh it wasn't part of the news but that actually has a a movie dropping on crunchyroll april 14th as well i believe and then uh the second season should be coming sometime in 2024 but yeah just definitely encourage you guys to participate with us as we explore this new format celebrate two years and keep embracing the love for animation so outside of the world of animation have you been watching anything fun or interesting 
Well, uh, Mandalorian is is definitely you know on my weekly mm-hmm. watch. I haven't um, watched this week's yet. I've actually um haven't been watching as much like TV. I've been back on YouTube and I discovered this hmm. YouTube channel called Drawfee, and it's actually people that used to work for like College Humor. And oh, interesting. Yeah, they do speed draws and stuff like that. They always have like interesting prompts and stuff like that. So I've been going down that rabbit hole. They have like they've been around for like four or five years and they do two uploads a week. So a lot of content for me to go back to. But the reason I'm enjoying it so much is because as an artist, somebody that likes to draw, I'm being entertained by their drawings, but I'm also learning something from their techniques and their approaches to digital art. So that's kind of what I've been doing. What about you? Is this like draw F Y? Is that how it's spelled? Uh, D R A W F E E. So like F-E-E. draw, like okay. coffee, but draw fee. Yeah. Okay. Like the fee for drawing. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm still at a stall for Mob Psycho and Vox Machina. I'll finish it mm-hmm. one day because I definitely want to, you know, cast about them too. Sure. But like, like they they're so well animated and so good shows. But like, I don't have the dire urge to press next it's Mm. kind of like okay i need something to watch let me watch it okay i'm gonna go do something now Mm -hmm. um which sucks but it just kind of is what it is but in regards to live action so i saw john mc chapter four in theaters and the day Mm -hmm. after i saw shazam fury of the gods which honestly threw me off with how much i enjoyed it Mm -hmm. yeah um we're not gonna go into spoiler talk over here i did record a tiktok for it that i do need to upload i'll Mm -hmm. put on reels too so you can watch it um I'm trying to get that TikTok going. So if you guys are ever interested or want to support me or push me, it's called uh, Zoo's Quick Thoughts. It's for all the like non-animated stuff that I just want to talk about. Sure. Um, so it was cool just being able to go to the movies two nights in a row. Uh, we saw Super Mario this week, and then we're, I'm trying to get the opportunity to watch Dungeons and Dragons this weekend because I don't do anything for Easter. So mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be free all of Sunday. Okay. So if I'm bored, which is a luxury for me. I never get the chance to feel bored. Uh, I might go do that. I definitely want to in regards to shows uh, season one of shrinking ended, which was a hilarious um, psychologist comedy, which I was yeah. not expecting. I just saw Harrison Ford and Jason Segal and hit play and I've loved every second of it. It's it's hysterical. Yeah. I watched the first episode and really enjoyed it. So I'm glad you actually Great. reminded me. I need to go back and, and continue that one. Yeah. Yeah. It you can great. binge it now. Definitely. That's great. Um, Ted Lasso is the final season is airing every week right now. And that's been a gem. Mm -hmm. Um, Season two had like some low points, not like bad, but it's just like it felt fillery for a show that was only supposed to be three seasons. Mm. But this season has been incredible. And then I finished my rewatch of Dave because the new season dropped this week. Oh, Okay, I knew it was coming, but I didn't realize it had, it had already dropped. I've got yeah, some watching. It was perfect to do. timing. Like I finished okay. the episode, like the finale, and then it was like new episodes are up. I'm like, yes. Okay, I need to get off YouTube because those drawfee videos aren't going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, and you're also reminding me that Succession it started its fourth season, but I've actually intentionally been holding off. I'm like, I'm gonna let a few episodes Succession. build up. Okay. Um, it's got three seasons. It's on HBO Max. The best way I can describe it is it's kind of like King Lear adapted in a more modern context. It's like a okay. it's about a family that owns like a, a media conglomerate and kind of like them vying for power and like the wake of their father like 
them questioning his ability to continue to lead the company. But it's got drama. It's got comedy. It's very smart. The theme song is surprisingly catchy. It's just, it fires on all cylinders. I think you'd really like it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good television out there. As much as I love the the animated stuff, I'm glad I just kind of have like a balance in my life now. Oh, yeah. You got to. You got to. Uh, where I felt like I was just watching too much of one or the other before. Mm. But, you know, it's just that time of the year. We're not going to be shy of any content. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that will do it for this very first news episode. So anything you want to let the people know about before we hit the road? Uh, yeah, just John Wick recording on Binger's Assemble with Matthew Carroll. I got to cover all three prior movies and then John Wick 4, which is currently in theaters. Um, just as a friend of the show, check out 323 with Reed Murphy for all of your sports talk. And yeah, that's it for me. All right. Well, in addition to hearing my dulcet tones on this show, you can also catch me on Multiverse News, the brand new show on the Stranded Panda Network. Uh, just dropped our second episode this week and yeah, having a lot of fun there talking about all the weekly news in terms of movies and TV shows about the franchises that we love. And, you know, if you want to send some love to Animation Deliberation, you can share the show, like the show, give us a rating and review. All of those all of those things are great ways to show some appreciation, and we definitely appreciate you. So thanks for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay whelmed.